Hi there, and welcome to the Natural Beauty Podcast. In this podcast, we share all things natural and beauty, such as natural skincare tips, insights into the natural beauty industry, and unheard behind the scenes stories. I am Sato Mäkinen, the founder of both Nordic as well as European Natural Beauty Awards, and I will be your host in diving into these topics. Make sure you click the subscribe or follow button so you won't miss the coming episodes. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Natural Beauty Podcast. Today I will be talking with Marianne Melinda Dora from the award-nominated Danish natural cosmetics brand Liana Skincare. In the episode, Marianne and Melinda will share more about the Nourishing Body Butter, which is nominated for the Nordic Natural Beauty Awards this year, 2023. We will also talk about how the two sisters are embracing their roots by formulating the brand's products with the richest African botanicals and combining ancient wisdom with modern science. Super exciting topics indeed, so without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Natural Beauty Podcast, Mariana and Melinda. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Very lovely to have you both here. Perhaps we could start a little bit about you too, if you would like to share about your background and how did you start with Liana? Uh, sure. Yeah. So our connection is actually a little bit random. I mean, my background, I'm former UN um, and right now I, I'm working in the corporate sphere. Um, I'm working in the area of human rights and social impact. Um, and so I'm doing, we're doing Liana on the side and your background is a little bit different. Um, yes, it is. Uh, so I have a background in IT management and business compliance. <laughs> yeah, very different. <laughs> Um, so that's the my day-to-day. And our family is from Zambia and Zimbabwe, kind of, a little bit of both. And we grew up in the U.S. in the late 80s and 90s. And then our mom would basically tell us about all these ingredients that she would use growing up that she didn't actually have access to out in the U.S. at the time. Uh, so to us, they might as well have been fairy tales, essentially, what we were hearing about. But basically, she kind of educated us on a couple of ingredients that she would have used, uh, or at least used to use back in the day. And uh, we basically kept those stories in our minds, but we didn't actually have access to it. And, you know, everything in, in the States was, you know, you've got your Nivea, you've got your Dove, you know, maybe like your Vaseline and stuff like that. So you had like a, a certain collection of things that were available to you. We basically grew up using those uh, items and also wanting to fit in. So when Neutrogena became popular, that was <laughs> that was the thing that we moved towards mm-hmm. as well. So kind of fitting in with everyone else as well. So it was only later on that in life <laughs> that we actually just began to question exactly what we were using, found out that we could probably try and find some other things. We wanted to use more natural products, uh, especially when it came to our hair. Uh, that was one thing because there was a lot of um, treatments that you would have to do and use and there's uh, relaxers there's basically the thing that we used to use a lot um, back in the day that's really just a harsh chemical and they they claim that they don't have lye in it but at least it used to have lye in, in it which you know lye is contained in soap but you know it it can do harsh things on on the hair so basically we were using relaxers for a lot of years to straighten our hair so that we'd also fit in and that was kind of, I think, the beginning journey, the yeah. beginning evolution, realizing that, oh, this isn't really good for our hair. You know, it's basically it's taking the structure of the actual hair uh, follicles as well and everything and breaking everything down so that it wouldn't know, have the curls that naturally come out so that it would be straight like everyone else on TV and that we would be seeing in all of our friends. So once we realized that those are the things that we were using a lot of and that were harmful to us we were started to kind of 
search for explore. alternatives. Yeah, we started to explore like the the natural world a little bit more, but it really started with with the hair. Yeah. But I think if we if we talk about like why we started Liana, I think we could say that it started a, a few years ago. I had a health scare and basically it prompted Melinda and I to start looking into the number of products and chemicals that we had been exposing ourselves to. And like Melinda mentioned, it had been years of using, you know, synthetic products and what basically what we had access to um, in the States and then the whole relaxes. That's another side of the scary side of the story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we started looking into the chemicals and synthetic ingredients and um, anyone who knows me, they know that I love a bold lip. <laughs> and I love like to have my nails did. So it was, you know, really devastating to realize just how many chemicals that we had been exposing ourselves to. And so when we realized this, we um, at this time we were living in Denmark. So mm-hmm. we had moved, we'd moved around the, the world a little bit. Um, but at the time we were living in Denmark and we, this is where we live now. But um, so we started to look for products that were clean. Um, but the thing is that even those that did claim to be clean or natural, they were still filled with chemicals or, you know, synthetic fillers. And so we got frustrated with that. And yeah. so basically we decided to make our own. Mm-hmm. And so that's where Liana came in. So we kind of were like, well, this is something that we can control. Even, you know, you look at the ingredient list on the back of products and there would always still be something, you know, yeah, you'd get, you'd get so excited. You're like, Oh, I think this might be something good. And then, you know, there's still some sort of filler and it's like, okay, look, if we really want to control this, Mm -hmm. let's just make our own because then we know that it's 100% natural. Yeah. So that's how we basically got started with this. Mm -hmm. Oh, this sounds so familiar. Yeah. I (laughs) I did kind of the similar path of, oh, is this natural? Cool, exciting. And then realizing it was greenwashed somehow or the the ingredient list wasn't really there. That's how the awards came to be um, since I started finding amazing brands like yourself. So (laughs) I think it's really great. I do think that there does seem to be a sort of movement. I think a lot more people are interested in natural products, which is really, really great. I mean, just from a few years ago when we started, there was really nothing out there. But now we can see that there is a growth in the number of brands um, that are available. So it's Mm -hmm. really great. Absolutely. And it's super great that you have this this platform that you can sort of highlight all of these brands and, you know, bring awareness to the to the public, because I think people, if they knew they would they would definitely choose better, you know, if they if they had access to the knowledge. So I think it's really great. Oh, amazing. I hope that really helps everybody on their journey. Yeah, I think it I think it does. And it makes a difference because, yeah, if also awareness became a little bit more um, prominent with the pandemic, basically. So once, you know, everyone was kind of scared about everything, we were all like, I remember (laughs) using um, what's this disinfectant on all the boxes that would come into the house and stuff like that. So, you know, I think it made everyone a little bit more aware. And so it's now it's basically that they now know that, okay, I need to be a little bit more careful. And it's great that they have uh, more options out there to find things that are actually safer to be Mm -hmm. used on a daily basis. Absolutely. And yeah, we launched the awards one week before COVID hit the whole world. So it was quite (laughs) quite the time actually, but it was perfect timing. I think in a way that a lot of people really started to think about their well-being and their skincare and what they actually use and people had time to think. Yeah. Yeah. How was your launch? When did you start Luana already? (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I started, I had my health scare, um, just, I think a couple of years, two years, maybe before COVID, I think it was like 18 or so. 
yeah, 2018, 19, somewhere around there. And so we started making our own products just for our own use. So like I would make, I would mix things and, and, and make them for myself. And then I would give some to my sister and then we would, you know, we just were making it for ourselves for a while. And then um, like some of our friends knew about it, but I think in the pandemic, it really sort of kicked off because then like our friends would, um, we have one friend who was like washing her hands and then, you know, everyone's hands would get really dry from using, you know, washing so often and then using like the disinfectant and the, the, the sprit that's <laughs> that you can find yeah. everywhere. Um, so her, her hands were really, really um, sort of red and irritated. Mm-hmm. And so she was complaining about that. And I remember we kind of were like, oh, you know what, we actually have a a, pro- a great natural product that we've been using that would really, really help you. So we gave her, we actually gave her some of our shea butter. Yeah. Um, that was like the first sort of expansion outside of just ourselves using it. And it really helped her. It healed her hands very quickly. So yeah. she was really impressed with that and then started telling her other friends. And then, you know, we started sharing it a little bit more with our wider friend group. And then some at some point, one of our friends was like, why don't you sell this? And then we were like, oh, yeah, why don't we? So yeah, that kind of <laughs> planted the seed in our minds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we, you could say that we sort of launched after the pandemic. So like a little bit in, in yeah, the afterwards. midst of it, but like, not at the height of it. I think we officially started selling last year. Yes. So mm-hmm. we haven't been in operation all that long. We're a little over a year old, so we're just um, we're still babies in this game, <laughs> but um, we're really excited and it's it's a lot of fun and it's really fun because we've been doing like the research. We've been at least researching into these uh, African ingredients for over like at least the past three, four years mm-hmm. and um, testing a lot of products ourselves and then sort of spreading it to our wider friend group and then sharing it further from there. But it's, it's, there's so much knowledge and wisdom that is available that I think we've kind of forgotten that's almost been forgotten but we're really just trying to tap into that because you know it is part of our heritage and like we mentioned that our mom used to tell us about all these products and it was so intangible for us you know it might as well have been a fairy tale Mm -hmm. um but we're really sort of rediscovering it and so we're and breathing new life into those yeah Mm -hmm. like things that have been lost to it like or at least were lost to us for a short time but yeah now they're we're bringing back new life to them and and also rediscovering some of these products and ingredients and things that have been in existence for so long, but, you know, just to, didn't have access to it. And and now we're kind of like a, able to bring awareness to other people as well as, as we're learning ourselves, we're able to share that kind of knowledge. And so it's, it's growing that way. And it's, it's really nice to be able to you know find these things because it's, you know, back in the eighties and nineties, it was all about, okay, everyone needs to fit in and be the same. And then we had this new age thing or <laughs> in the later years where now it's, it's cool to be unique. So it's also kind of nice to also, you know, discover this extra side of ourselves that we didn't get to you tap into for so long. So now it's nice that we, you know, this, yeah, yeah bring something you know, something that we can also be proud of as well. Mm-hmm. And within all the natural cosmetics or natural products community in general, you can see that people are really starting to go back to the old times in a way that people are really taking the ancient knowledge when it comes to natural ingredients and all that 
to use again. So in a one way, you're also bringing that in one way now back alive as well. So yeah, exactly. yeah, if we talk a little bit more about your product and especially this award-nominated product, congratulations <laughs> once again. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Would you like to share a little bit more about what it's all about, the ingredient, and perhaps other ingredients as well, since I know you you like to find some very specific ingredients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, sure. So um, one thing we like we like to say that each of our products is a celebration of ancient wisdom and the uniquely potent power of African botanicals. So one key African botanical is shea butter. And I know a lot of people have heard about shea butter. A lot of people know about shea butter. It's, it's not really new to the Western market as such. I mean, it's been around for a few years. So many people may have experienced shea butter. But one of the things that is different about our product is that we actually source exclusively from East Africa. So we are sourcing organic shea butter from East Africa. And one of the differences between East African shea butter and West African shea butter, which is the uh, shea butter that you find more regularly in the stores, is more, I guess you could call it a conventional shea butter, is um, East African shea butter has a higher content of olenic acid in it. So it has, basically it has a different nutritional value. And so it, gives it different properties. So you'll notice like if you use normal shea butter, when you put it in your hand, you need to rub it in your hand a a little bit to warm it up so that it can spread. But one of the differences with East African shea butter, which we use now almost exclusively, is that it actually melts on contact. So I I know you've tried it (laughs) yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. But for those of you out there who maybe haven't tried East African shea butter or ours specifically, you will notice that there is a difference just in in the feel and the texture of it straight away. There's also a difference in how it smells. Um, With West African shea butter, it's a bit more of a sort of waxy sort of texture and it it has like a bit of a waxy smell as well. Mm -hmm. But I think one thing that you could say about our uh, nourishing body butter, which is 100% 100% pure shea nilotica is that it actually has like a different flavor as well. It, it has a different scent. It's got more of like a chocolatey sort of like a very light chocolatey scent to it. So it's just a really sort of pleasant experience. It feels kind of indulgent to, you know, use this on your skin. Yeah. One of the things about shea butter is that it has such a broad nutritional baseline that it is super healing. It is super hydrating. It is super moisturizing. It's just all around great for you. It's also super protective. I don't know if many people know this, but you know, there's um, like in Senegal, for instance, like they actually source salt from the sea. So they have like these pink lakes in Senegal, which I don't know if people have actually seen, but if you Google the uh, lake, I think, yeah, Retba, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lake Retba in Senegal, it's like a pink lake and it's like a natural occurrence. So the the water is, is pink. So people actually will go into the water and, and it's a very sort of physically demanding job to do. But what they do is they will extract the salt from the lake and what they do before they actually enter the water, because you can't spend hours in salt water, you know, it's detrimental to your skin. They actually will slather their entire skin. They will cover themselves in shea butter to actually protect their skin before they actually enter the water. And they're in there for hours at a time, you know, working the the salt, but they use shea butter to protect themselves. So that, yeah, it just gives... It gives protection not only from the salt in the water, but also from the sun because they're out outdoors all day. So it's, you know, they could spend like eight, 10, sometimes even longer, you know, hours out there where basically they're being exposed to the elements 
sitting in the salt lake for most of the day and, you know, digging to get basically the clumps of salt that are, are lodged at the bottom of the lake. So they're like, they're harvesting all this salt and their skin is basically fully exposed to all of these elements. And so having the shea butter on them actually provides that protection that they need to kind of avoid getting cracks and, and, and breakages into, in the skin. So then it actually not only is giving the protection at the same time, but it could be healing any kind of cuts that they've had from mm-hmm. previously. And so shea butter in itself, be it from West or East Africa, is very healing and protective and really good for your skin, basically. This sounds amazing for the Nordic winter weather coming soon. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, very much so. So yeah, it'll give you that protection because I use it exclusively on my hands, especially because, you know, those are the ones that are usually out the most, you know, say you're biking to work, you need your hands out of the gloves or whatever it might be. You basically you're exposing yourself already to the harsh wind, which basically will whip away any kind of moisture that you might have on your skin. So it's really important to have something that will protect your, your skin basically in every aspect or even just on the face as you're you know biking by so it's definitely a winter must have oh yes (laughs) oh my god this is such a nordic thing to talk about biking in the winter (laughs) (laughs) very much nordic but you know it's it's where we are it's how we get around (laughs) exactly well what about if we talk other ingredients that are very interesting to you that you've been researching and always looking for new ones and bringing out there as well So basically, we source all of our ingredients across the African continent, and we do it with intention. So we're really looking for ingredients that have been proven effective over centuries of use. So some of the ingredients that we love and use and are super excited about, are they're actually ancient, but, you know, they're kind of new to us and new to a lot of the Western world. So one of them is um, baobab oil. Baobab is from, um, it's a tree that it's quite an iconic African tree. So it's, it's. If you Google baobab, you'll see it's like a very strangely shaped tree. It's like a got like a very large trunk. It actually absorbs a lot of water, the trunk, but it, the leaves and they're kind of spindly and tall. But it's a strange looking tree, but it's very iconic for Africa. So one of the things about baobab is that it's it's packed with antioxidants and essential fatty acids. Um, so that helps to promote um, smooth and youthful skin. It also helps to reduce signs of aging and it restores a healthy glow. And this is one of those ingredients that has been used for centuries by the people, especially across Southern Africa. They use it for protection. They use it to, you know, to promote a radiant skin. Basically, it's used for moisturizing and it has been done. They have done so for, for hundreds of years. So that's one oil that's it's quite rare. Um, I don't think many people really know about it, but it's one that we're super excited about and we love. Yeah, it's actually the baobab tree is um, it's got a nickname of the tree of life. And it's usually because it's big, hefty trunks, basically, it's really it helps keep moisture in the soil itself. So not only is the tree you know, growing and taking nutrients and, and benefiting from it, it's also giving something back to the soil. They can also be known as like upside down trees because yeah. they look like the tops look like roots. They look more like roots yeah. somehow. Yeah. So it looks like it's, the tree is upside down. Yeah. So yeah, baobab is really, really great. Um, and it contains a lot of vitamin C, which is really helpful in um, collagen production in the skin as well. Uh, that can help with uh, anti-aging. So it can help fill in those uh, wrinkles and fine lines that people, myself <laughs> included, <laughs> develop uh, with time. It's really hydrating and the viscosity of the oil is a little bit thicker, so it's but it's um, it's not too heavy, so it's not something that'll clog up your pores no. or anything like that. It's 
I think the the term commodogenic, if I pronounced it correctly. <laughs> yeah, so it's not um, one that will clog the pores, but it, it is a, got a heavier viscosity than some of the other oils that we have. And I will say Balbog is another great one for winter. Oh, so yes. if you're looking for something to help protect the skin, um, to help sort of restore some of the moisture that can be lost very quickly with the cold, harsh winds, that's a really great one. Another one that we are super excited about that is also very protective is it's called marula oil. And it's another one that has been used for centuries. And this one is much, it's a little more lightweight um, and faster absorbing than the baobab oil. And it works really great to nourish and protect the skin. It also helps to combat inflammation or redness. At the same time, it does help to reduce the appearance of fine lines. So that's another oil that um, is we source from the, directly from the continent. Um, basically, it's from the fruits of a marula tree. And then the fruits are these little sort of yellow, cheerful looking fruits, but they tend to fall off the trees and the marula is wild harvested. It falls off the trees. And then a lot of times what happens, um, generally speaking, is that the it's, it's on the ground and sometimes it can get fermented. And then what happens is then elephants will come through and they will eat the fruits from the marula tree that have fallen down. And then because it has been fermenting in the sun for so long, the elephants can actually get drunk from it, which is a really, <laughs> really funny thing to think about. Really yeah. strange to see. Um, so that's one thing that it, it's just a little cute story that you, you know, that we know about marula. Yeah. But there's mm-hmm. actually a brand out there that um, I think they've named themselves after that. Fact. It's Amarula, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's an alcohol there's an alcohol brand yeah exactly (laughs) ah yeah true yeah it exists yeah yeah so there's amarula and then of course the 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 company that's um another cosmetic company that is named after yes drunk elephant elephant. (laughs) so they use marula as well and that's basically where it came from yeah (laughs) what are your plans going into future i would assume looking for new ingredients and getting the word out there as well any other plans big plans yeah yeah i mean we're definitely sort of in the exploring what other ingredients are out there we are you know any excuse to uh, to travel out to go for sourcing <laughs> decisions is also is also really great um but we're looking into more and more ingredients and really wanting to promote african ingredients for a wider audience one ingredient that we're super excited about as well is um, called moringa this one is honestly one of my favorites, but basically we are we're on a mission to sort of educate the public, bring this knowledge forth, um, sharing the wisdom. We don't believe in gatekeeping; like we want to share this um, wisdom that we are discovering. We really want to elevate the profile of African botanical ingredients and help people to understand that. Yes, there are a lot of cosmetic ingredients out there. There are a lot of cosmetic companies, but you know you don't have to rely on synthetic or harsh chemicals to get the results that you actually require. There are ingredients that have been out there for centuries and that have been used very effectively and efficiently for people and that we really want to sort of celebrate that. And so I think what you mentioned earlier about people sort of going back to their to their roots, essentially, yeah. right? We're, we're all trying to mm. sort of look back at what we've done in the past that has worked. And I think that's what we're really trying to do here. So we really want to help promote that and empower people with more knowledge so that they can make better choices for themselves, at least in terms of their skincare. Yeah. Mm. Do you think this is also where the cosmetics industry is heading at as a whole and wider as well? That's I a think, great I question. I think so, actually, because yeah. it seems like, you know, it was 
for a time it was like we just wanted the quickest results um you know everyone was just going after what they could do to fix all the problems but really now it seems like people want more natural things things that are actually safe and so the public is actually you know requesting these mm-hmm. things and so you know a lot of the bigger companies are responding and are starting to try and, and move towards that you know and even the messaging that comes forth from them about you know actually loving who you are and loving you know your skin as it is you know those messages are coming forth more and more from them i mean i remember re- a couple of years ago even the the dove um campaign that was going around mm. which was basically showing uh, you know showcasing women of different shapes and sizes different colors and everything and more being accepting of of themselves so i think that's kind of along the same line where we're we're looking for things that are more natural things that are you know really occurring as is and so people are embracing more who they are and what they look like and rather than saying i need to fix what I've got so that I can look like, you know, the latest pop star or whatever it is. So we've kind of moved. I also think like if we talk about the industry as a whole, I think that it is clear that, you know, there is an interest from customers in more natural products and you see a lot of big companies responding. So now companies that traditionally had used a lot of chemicals and, and, you know, synthetic ingredients, they're actually highlighting or promoting or, you know, adding more natural ingredients to their Mm. formulations. So I think that speaks to an interest in the industry. They wouldn't do it if they didn't think that there was money to be made, (laughs) if I put my cynical hat on. Um, So I think that they recognize that there is a big segment of the population that are interested in this and that the market is out there to actually dive into more natural ingredients. I think the thing for us as consumers to do is to make sure that we actually demand that we actually get products that are good for us and, you know, that don't actually bring in all of these other synthetic ingredients. So like you can add maybe 1% of an ingredient like marula, but that doesn't make the product actually healthy if it's filled with other chemicals and synthetic fillers. So I think the key thing for consumers to just be mindful and to make sure that they pay attention to the ingredient lists and try to choose something that is 100% natural as much as possible, I would say. Yeah, because it's so important, especially like when thinking about skincare, that our skin is our largest organ. It covers our entire bodies and we need to be mindful exactly what we're slathering on into, you know, actually letting our, you know, our bodies absorb Mm -hmm. because it can lead to so many health issues later on, just having this, uh, you know, fad product that basically everyone was talking about and it didn't matter that it wasn't healthy, but, you know, somebody would use it just because it's, it's, it works or, yeah. you know, yeah. But it, it works because it's harmful or, you know, yeah. it has side effects. For, There's know. a price to be paid. Yes, yeah. exactly. Absolutely agree with everything you say about all this. 100% natural products are as close as it can possibly be. And as you were saying that some bigger brands may just add tiny percentage of natural ingredient and then kind of change the whole marketing and all that. It's a good example of of this greenwashing going on and and all that. But I feel like also consumers are starting to be more clever and they see through kind of obvious campaigns often. Not everybody, perhaps, but as a whole, I feel that everybody starts to understand more about this as well. Yeah, I think so. I mean, especially in this day and age where everything is, you know, we're we're all very busy in our lives. Everyone's got a lot going on and you know it's it's hard to also make these smart choices when you don't have the time to actually do the research sometimes. So I can understand why it's easier to just find something that might 
seem like it's you know especially if it's promoted with a huge budget right yeah Yeah. exactly that's the thing that permeates your knowledge and awareness and so then you're like oh this one's green because of this and that but you actually have to do your due diligence and actually really get into it so it makes sense that a lot of these uh, smaller companies like ourselves included that basically are trying to bridge that gap for people and you know fix the what's wrong in the industry and provide an alternative that yeah. is actually safe so it's it's really great that the, i guess like the indie companies or the indie um skincare brands are actually out there to kind of also challenge the big companies the, so basically letting them know you know that uh, the people out there want something better for themselves and you know want to make sure that they're looking after their 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 health and their family's health and you know well-being so it's really great yeah having these options yeah and also educating of course you do that a lot as well through whether it's through the ingredients or whether through the fact that your products are 100% natural and and that's actually available nowadays Mm -hmm. like very good products and a lot of people I feel sometimes don't even know about that so great work you're doing also with the with the educational part what about the future itself how do you think or how how would you like to see the cosmetics industry in the future well I think (laughs) simple question (laughs) super easy um no I mean I I think this is just the beginning of a shift for the cosmetics industry. I think like we touched on it already, like there is a recognition that people want more natural products and the cosmetic industry is responding. What I would like to see is a lot more, I would like to see more regulation actually Mm. and more consistency across the board because I think a lot of the definitions that are out there about what qualifies as natural maybe would not be something that you or I would agree with, you know, in terms of what that you can sort of get away with. I think there is a general lack of regulation and this problem is much more rampant in the US, but I think it's also here in Europe as well. But I mean, the number of ingredients that you're allowed to get away with in the US that and still be considered quote unquote natural, it's quite astonishing. And Europe has more stringent rules on that, but there's still a number of products that sort of slide under the radar and a number of ingredients that can, you know, you can sort of get away with. So what I would like to see is a lot more transparency in the industry and a lot more actual care for people's well-being over profitability. And maybe that's my sort of like, I don't know, hippie sort of socialist <laughs> side of me. <laughs> but it's a nice thing to, to aspire towards, at yeah, least, you know, exactly. or at least hope for. <laughs> Because I agree that there is like a lack of transparency mm-hmm. and um, honesty of these things. Because yeah, the the term natural is a very broad and un. I mean, it's got a definition in itself as a mm-hmm. word, yes, but it's not necessarily when it comes to uh, applying it to skincare and and products and mm-hmm. and whatnot. So there is a wider range of what natural actually it means exactly Mm -hmm. and the fact that that can be interpreted differently from company to company Mm -hmm. then that shouldn't be like we should have an industry standard Mm -hmm. yeah they might start off with having uh creating a natural product which you know we all know that you know once you're making natural products you know everything that comes out of the ground could be considered natural and everything but then there when it comes to the preservation and keeping it longer term that's where we start to see like companies using those kinds of things that are a little less than great as mm-hmm. as they move along. So in order to make it long lasting and have that wider, lo- longer shelf life, and that's where you start to get the synthetics, uh, uh, synthetic options and, and 
Also, just the fact that, you know, a company can claim that their product is natural just because it has water in it, yeah. because water comes from nature, right? <laughs> but I mean, okay, yes, the, the product might have a lot of water in it, maybe it's 50%, but what else is in there? You shouldn't get to claim natural if it's, you know, 50% water and then the other 50% is a number of synthetic ingredients that we can't even pronounce. So... <laughs> I, yeah, I think yeah. for the future, we'd like to see a lot more transparency and accountability um, for the industry, but also just general care for the actual long-term well-being of the consumer. I think yeah. that would something I'd like to see. And also, I'd like to see a lot more promotion of African ingredients and products, but that's just my own thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're a common thing, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, yeah, I second that for yeah. sure. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is such a great point about all these regulations and kind of this industry standard, you could say, that that should definitely be changed better. And while you were talking about this, I something came to my mind about the fact that if we think about how we use these words within food industry, so if we talk about natural food, mm-hmm. or if we talk about, for example, vegan mm-hmm. food, it's very clear that you cannot put some synthetic things in it, right? So... How does it change when we talk about cosmetics? That That is something that came to mind. Like if you talk about vegan cosmetics, it doesn't mean it's plant-based, you know? Exactly. It is. It can be completely synthetic. It just doesn't have the... An animal it, byproduct in it. <laughs> exactly. So it's kind of funny that the whole concept changes when we talk about cosmetics. So if we should maybe perhaps bring it back to the same same standards as food. I. I think that would actually be a really good idea if it went back to the same standard as food because, mm-hmm. you know, we we know how important it is to eat right and, you know, eat healthy and all these things, yet we don't treat our, our, our skin the same way or, mm-hmm. you know, things that are on the outside of the body, but those things can still be absorbed. I mean, everything is absorbed into yeah. the skin, right? So, I mean, it's, it's, it's just as important to have a safe product on the outside of your skin as it is inside. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And I think also towards consumers, they, this would make so much more sense because every once in a while, for example, I come across with somebody who talks about like, oh, this cosmetics is vegan, so it's natural. Mm. Like in their head, they they really think similarly as the food food industry. So, but it's not really not the same, it's almost quite the opposite sometimes. So that is something for the industry perhaps and the regulators to think about yeah yeah that would be nice to see but yeah you have a lot of amazing products and perhaps more coming soon as well if somebody wants to buy your products get to know you more and everything where can they buy your products find you follow your journey and all that yeah um well we are definitely building our online presence so like I said we've been in this for We've been in this for about a year. Mm. Um, so we're building our online presence, but we have a web shop. Um, so you can definitely go to liana.com, lianaskincare.com, um, <laughs> where you can find all of our products. We were actually running a promotional sale this past <laughs> weekend, so you can get 25% off of everything. But what I can recommend is if you sign up for our newsletter on our website, then you can get access to all our exclusive promotions and, and sales there. You can also find us on Instagram. We're uh, on Instagram at Liana Skincare. Um, Liana underscore skincare. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make sure. Oh, yes. It's hard. <laughs> But yeah, as soon as you search for Luyana, generally it comes up. You'll be able to find it. But yes, so we're on uh, Instagram as well as on Facebook. And soon delving 
yeah, we're we're <laughs> sort of dipping our toes into the world of TikTok as well. Um, <laughs> Ooh. So we're going to be on there. I think we're going to be on TikTok a little bit more than than on Facebook at the moment. Yeah. But, you know, we're we are we when you're a small company, we wear many hats. So we are social media. We are we're marketing, <laughs> we, logistics, web, IT stuff. Web we're shop. operations. We are mixing the products. So, you know, we're. <laughs> We're a little bit in everything, but yeah, you can get it. You can find us on social media. Um, we're primarily on Instagram, but you can find us on TikTok and on Facebook. And then just check our website and make sure to sign up for our newsletter because there we have access to exclusive sales and more educational materials. So, yeah. and also some will we do a handful of festivals and things that they do locally here in, in Copenhagen yeah. at least. Mm-hmm. So every now and then we are found in person. <laughs> <laughs> Um, when there's a certain festival. So we were at um, Café Couleur over the summer. Actually, the last two summers we've been there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're hoping to get one in, hopefully... I think December. In December, yeah. yes. There should be another we event. Be that is going to be doing a Christmas market there. Yeah, which yeah, should so be really cool. The Christmas market, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you're in Copenhagen, make sure to come out and just follow us on social. We'll share the, the details of where we'll be and exactly when. Yeah, exactly. Very exciting. And it's also very easy to reach you through DM or or whatever, whichever platform. Yeah, absolutely. We're Mm -hmm. the way we see it. So (laughs) yeah, exactly. I will link all the handles below in the show notes. So whoever got excited now can click directly from there. So will be easy for everybody. But thank you so much for joining me for this podcast episode and good luck for the awards of course they're really soon. Yes, they are. (laughs) Super excited about that. (laughs) And um, um, so just one thing to know, we're super excited about this. We are launching a new line, which we're calling Liana Littles. So basically it's for, um, it's going to be focused on products that are good for moms and babies. So if you are, you know, if you are pregnant or know somebody who is about to, you know, have a child, we will be promoting some, um, creating some products that are very specifically targeted towards, you know, baby care and, you know, the health and well-being of new moms. Yeah. So be on the lookout for that. Very exciting. So perfect time to start following your making and, and get all the news. Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. And we will see really soon all the results. And yeah, and yeah. That. super excited. Thank Very you exciting. so much for this. Exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much for this. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Okay, Thank you for listening to this episode of the Natural Beauty Podcast. Make sure you have subscribed or you follow the podcast so you won't miss the coming episodes. If you know someone that would love to know more about the subjects that we discuss in this podcast, please share this episode. We will keep sharing all things natural and beauty, such as natural skincare tips, insights into the natural beauty industry, and unheard behind-the-scenes stories. Join the conversation on our social media channels, on Instagram and Facebook at European Natural Beauty Awards and at Nordic Natural Beauty Awards, as well as on LinkedIn at Natural Beauty Directory. Until next week, bye-bye.